Welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, where I interview health and wellness practitioners across the globe to see what sets them apart. You will find out why they not only teach and talk about health, but how they walk the walk as well. If you ever wanted to see what others are doing on a daily basis to get healthy and be able to implement in your life, then you're in the right place. Also, I'd like to invite you to go over to BarenakedHealthPodcast.com and take your free brain health quiz today to see where the health of your brain lies. And for taking the quiz, you will get a copy of my book for free, The Four Morning Secrets to Perfect Brain Health, shipped to your door. Hey guys, I'm your host, Nick Horowski, and welcome to the Bare Naked Health Podcast, episode number 43. In today's episode, I interview Jeremy Shirk. Be sure to stick around for the end of the episode to learn about Jeremy's supplement company and why, even as the owner of a supplement company, he feels that they still must be used in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle, as well as why it is so important to have social time that Jeremy will put it into his schedule. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bare Naked Health Podcast. And on the line today, I have Jeremy Shirk. Now, Jeremy, I'm excited to talk to you, but the first question that I have that I ask everybody is, tell us about your health journey in 10 sentences or less. 10 sentences or less health journey. Okay, that's a good one. I was, I was always, my whole life, I've been the skinny kid. And my first journey was probably like getting into it was 14, 15 lifting weights. Absolutely. And I've kind of carried that with me. And that has kind of been the anchor for my health journey from then all the way till now, all these years later. So, okay, let's, let's even talk about that. Lifting weights. Like what does your weightlifting practice look like? Do you like a lot of body weight, like kettlebells, free weights, anything like that? I, I, I like free weights. I mean, I know there's benefits to, to lots. There's, there's benefits to, to many different uh, ways of doing it, but I've always stuck to the, the free weight protocol. I like the compound lifting, you know, the big three deadlifts, squats, bench press. Um, and that's kind of what I've stuck with, a routine kind of around those core lifts with the other isolation lifts to follow. But I just love it. I, I just love lifting weights, man. So that's kind of what so I've what's, stuck with. What's the favorite lift? What's the number one thing? Like Dead you got lifts, one? Sure. Dead Dead. I'm right on board with you. I love the deadlift. <laughs> it's so much fun to me. I love them, man. That's, that's, that gets me amped. When, when, it's dead, when it's back day, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm ready to go, man. I, I definitely hear you on that. Now, do you have like a specific like routine with your lifting? Like, is that something you always do first thing in the morning? Is it like noontime? Like, do you, do you like to do it like same time every day or is it when you fit it in? But I'm guessing you always fit it in. I always fit it in. Definitely. It's, it's been an evolution. I used to like working out at night, Yeah. but for the past few years, it's, it's all morning. Like the, it's the first thing I like to do. That's my morning thing. My morning ritual is getting to the gym, getting the workout in. Cause it just affects the rest of your day. Yeah. You know, uh, beyond that. Now, Okay, what what does the rest of your morning routine look like? Like, if that's part of your morning, like, is that in the first hour? Is that the first two hours of your day? Like, what does that look like? When I wake up, okay, I go to the gym three times per week. Yeah. So when I wake up, if it's a gym day, you know, I'm getting, I'm ready to go. I go to the gym first thing. I don't check my phone. I don't check emails. I don't do any of that stuff. I used to, but I've realized how detrimental that can be to your focus, your mindset. And I, I really like to give myself that sacred time in the morning. If it's not a gym day, I'll try and get out and get a walk in, 
you know, here just outside of Toronto, Ontario, it's, it's middle of winter, but I still get out there, you know, get that fresh air, just get the body moving. And then after that, uh, I'll have a bit of meditation. I'll do a bit of journaling. Um, usually just read, you know, just a few minutes, just, just to read some, some wisdom out of a book, some inspiration and look at my goals. And then I'm, then I'm ready to go. So the whole thing could be two to three hours, depending if it's a gym day or not. But I'm really serious about that, that window of time before I dive into the, and into my work. Cause when I don't do that, my day is entirely different. Now, what are you reading right now? You said reading's part of the routine. What did you read this morning, or what do you have like on the horizon here? I read what I've been what I've been going through, and I got I got several books. I'll kind of jump around. Sometimes you know, each day it's a different book, and each time of day I'm picking up a different book. But this one has just been a huge eye opener for me. Compelling People by John uh, Neffinger and Matthew Kohut. I don't even know how to say that, but awesome book, man. I'm really. Uh, really getting a lot of good insights out of this. What's, what's the one thing like you picked up from it so far? Um, well, the, the foundation of it is leadership. Okay. And it really breaks down like the most influential people, uh, you know, the, the leaders that we really remember and, and really the ones that can, that can align people and bring the best out in others. They have a combination of strength and warmth, right? So you picture the big, you know, the, the, kind of military drill sergeant, that's all strength. And people can respect those people and they'll do what they say. But, you know, loyalty and to really have someone on the same team as you, that's not always the case. And then there's the other side where it's it's maybe all warmth, but there's no real backbone. And they say, like, that's the foundation of, like, charisma and, you know, true leadership, to have a combination of these. The problem is, is that they work in opposition to each other, strength and warmth. So I'm learning all about this right now. I haven't even finished the book, but it's just been profound and how it breaks us down and talks about it. So if, if you could meet any one of the leaders either that you've read about or just any leaders that you really uh, have just really touched home with, like who would it be? Like whether they're alive, dead, uh, and what would you want to talk to them about or what would you want to ask them? That's a great question. If there's a leader I would want to meet. Or like the one you wouldn't want to emulate, like you see yourself as maybe. Yes. Um, that's a good one. I know this can be like, I, I'm racking my brain now for myself even because there's so many great leaders out there, but. There's, I mean, I, I guess it dep diff there's different strengths and different leaders, but someone who comes to mind is obviously Martin Luther King and his ability to just move people and, and bring people together with a common, you know, just his, his, his charisma, his speaking ability. Like he comes to mind, obviously Bill Clinton and his charisma um, as a leader. There, there's, you know, obviously Gandhi, I'd love to meet him. There's, they kind of all have different, their own strengths. So it's hard to really pinpoint one for me. No, and I definitely understand that. Like, there's so many that are out there, so many that you just love to study. And Gandhi's been mentioned on the show here before, as well as Martin Luther King. Like, we're recording this like right before Martin Luther King Day here. And like his somebody else mentioned that recently, like about a biography of his. And I think that's something that I'm gonna have to either pick up or listen to because I know obviously somewhat uh, some about him, but I don't know a lot. Like, I think he's 
more of that intriguing character to me that I'm going to have to kind of delve into a little bit myself. Yeah, maybe that's a sign. It's It's been mentioned a it's few been times. Mentioned? Yeah, this is this is the time. I'm going to have to, uh, after this, go, go pick something out for sure. <laughs> now, also with being a leader, like you have a business, Internaturals. Now, I want to, I want to talk about this a little bit. Like, uh, if you want to give us like the quick rundown, like what it is, because I know what it is. Like I've checked it out. I think other people should go uh, check out some of the products you have, but what is also like the main motivator behind, uh, your business for you? I want to give a bit of backstory here. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. If that's okay. My background is e-commerce. Okay. I've been doing it for over 10 years now, you know, all different facets of, of e-commerce, whether it just being a, a coder or a graphic designer for other company, a consultant running my own businesses. I've, I've had my hands in everything, but the common thread with all those businesses prior um, to Intranaturals was it, it was a remote. It was a remote sort of lifestyle business. It allowed me to do what I want to do, live where I want to live. And I had no team around me. I may have people even right now with internationals, there's a lot of people overseas. Like we, we have a lot of outsourcing to people um, globally. But it was all, it was a very, it came from a very selfish standpoint of, of extraction and really just focused on myself and how I can benefit, not really putting my heart into it and thinking about how I can contribute. That's where internationals came in. And I really, it's really at a point of just spreading health and wellness, getting premium nutritional products out there. And really focusing on from a point of contribution as opposed to extraction. And that's made a massive difference. We're in the process of building our team out right now. Um, I'm moving back to Vancouver, which is where I lived for 10 years. But my business partner and I are moving there. We're starting an office. We're going to build a team up there. And that's the first thing for me because, as I said, everything's been remote, all my previous businesses. So I'm really excited about that. And I just, I just feel like this company is on a much different level than all the other stuff I was doing before. And it's, it's way more fulfilling and satisfying and it's been more successful a lot faster. And I think it all starts from the mindset of, of wanting to contribute and actually give and make a difference as opposed to this extraction mentality, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Now, so talk to, talk to us about some of the products because I know like I'm interested in talking about like the, the greens and the sleep one. Uh, yes. just because I, I felt like those were two of the ones when I was looking at some of the stuff that I was just drawn to, uh, to see he's has it right there, the Luna. Um, <laughs> but tell us about, then talk to us about the Luna because sure. some people like they do still struggle with the sleep, but there's still a lot of different like herbs, herbal blends that you can use, uh, that really help you get back on track with that. Absolutely. Well, the Luna Sleep Egg was our first product. Oh, was it? okay. It was our very first product we did. And this is going to sound... This is going to sound shocking coming from me as the founder selling this product, but obviously we at no point do we suggest that this pill will solve all. There's so many factors that go into someone who can't sleep. Right. This this product, however, when I travel a lot with jet lag, different time zones and stuff, or busy work schedules, sometimes I just need something to help, to help kind of get me into the sleepy state and go to sleep. I would just take melatonin, maybe a time release melatonin, but I felt it could something could be created that that is is better than just that. So this is melatonin. That's the primary active ingredient is melatonin, but there's many other things in this. There's magnesium, there's L-theanine, valerian root powder, chamomile, um, lemon balm, etc. All these things that either help relax the body 
relax the mind or put us into a, a sleepy state because melatonin just increases that natural hormone in our bodies, which is triggered when it's, when it's bedtime. But sometimes people have racing thoughts or their body's not comfortable. And there's other factors that go into not being able to sleep. So we wanted to put together like a natural blend, sleep, a natural sleep blend that could really um, have a much better effect than melatonin on its own. And the thing that I really like that you said there is, this isn't just going to put you to sleep, like cure it if you've been like, if you lead and just like rock star party lifestyle all the way up until 2 a.m. and then just want to be able to crash every single night, like that's not really, and then just take this, like that's not what this is about. Like Absolutely. I'm talking like this is still part of a healthy lifestyle. Like if you're not eating right, if you're not exercising, if you're not, like you said, you get out, get your walking, get your sunshine every single day, like these still all go into that circadian rhythm and everything. But I agree, like some of the things on there, and especially when you're changing time zones, it can be tough because yes. your body is set to whatever time zone you're in. And now all of a sudden, if it's three hours, if it's six hours, more hours different, like that can be tough, but really calming everything down. That's what it's all about. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to, I'm going to get it out there. As, as a co-founder of, of a supplement company, supplements on their own will not make you healthy. They will not change your life. There's no magic pill in a bottle. They all supplement. The keyword is supplement. They assist you if you're wanting to be healthy. You have to have all the other pillars in place. Healthy diet, good sleeping schedule, like as much as possible. Obviously, when you're traveling, things get out of sorts. But, um, you know, getting outside, getting exercise, fresh air, having a good social life, all these things go into um, a healthy state and a, a mindset of well-being and that's really what I'm pushing forward with our company that's our mission it's not just selling products that's that's just one aspect of it but we really want to get a message out there of health and wellness and it doesn't it, supplements are just one sliver of that I just want to be clear on that no and you can see like you're living proof of that like you're this fit guy like full of energy and that's what it's about too like I, I love that you're saying that like okay this is my business, but I'm telling you, if you don't do other things, I can't help you. Like <laughs> you have to understand that there's a lot that goes into it. However, it can be a great compliment to it and really like hone in that healthy yes. lifestyle, which is awesome. Uh, one of the things you mentioned, uh, nutrition, what'd you have for breakfast this morning? I, um, my breakfast is, is pretty much the same every day. I'll just, I'll just cook up three eggs. Three, you know, organic, uh, um, free-range eggs, um, along with a little bit of oatmeal. You know, the the whole oats, not instant stuff, but you know, whole the whole oats. Uh, and I'll put a bit of blueberries in those with the oats, and I may have a bit of the greens powder, the super greens, and a banana. You know, pretty basic, but all whole food stuff, man. Nothing, nothing out of a box or a can. You know what I mean? And it's simple, like that's. That's takes five minutes to make that. Like, yeah, it sounds like a good, healthy, strong breakfast. You're like, oh, isn't it? It's going to take me a half hour to do. No, it takes a couple minutes of preparation and it's going to help fuel you then too. And it's delicious as well. So, and that's when I, when it comes down to me cooking for myself, I'm pretty basic. I mean, I'm not some master chef. I, I cook some, some of the food I cook, people would say, that's really plain. How do you eat that? But I've always just been that way. Just, just the basics, whole foods, keep it simple. And I find that's how I function the best. So one of the things that I, you talked about before was uh, in your business, like 
being selfish, like it was always about an extraction for you, like just getting whatever it was, whether it be monetary gains or whatever, out of a business. Like, what was that shift in your mindset? Like, is that like one of the biggest shifts to kind of getting where you are either in business today, in health today? Like, did that really help spark you when you made that transition? It absolutely did. And it's it's hard to really pinpoint a specific time when that happened. I just, you know, maybe I read something in a book or I just kept hearing the same message from people and, and finally clued in. I honestly don't remember exactly what or how, what triggered it, but I just, I guess I felt what I was doing wasn't get, getting me the results I wanted. And it, it's abs- it's had a profound effect in, in, in all aspects in my, of my life, not just business-wise, but I have more energy. I'm more excited about what I'm doing. It's not just to get money. Do you know what I mean? And it, it really comes down. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we met last month at Austin, in Austin. One of the speakers there really solidified this concept of extraction and contribution for me. And I never articulated it that way. But it makes complete sense. And that's exactly who I was for a decade. Just just trying to get money, you know, doing things I had no passion for, no real interest in, but just thinking it's going to be a big paycheck. And I did all right with certain businesses. Like, I mean, I'm, I lived in Thailand for three years. I, I was doing the four-hour workweek lifestyle business that I dreamt of doing. But deep down, I, I wasn't fulfilled still. I was actually kind of depressed. And I, I guess all that contributed and, and helped kind of fuel this change in mindset because I, I achieved what I wanted to achieve. My biggest dream was getting into the online e-commerce space was just living where I want to live and just go anywhere, live on the beach, that whole dream that's pushed forward in our culture. But it's really shallow. It's, I mean, obviously, if you work in a job you hate, the idea of a beach vacation is awesome. But think of doing that for after four, five, six months, like it gets old. Do you know what I mean? You need something, you need something compelling. You need a mission and a purpose and you need that contribution, which I've now realized to really feel fulfilled and energized about what you're doing. And thank you for sharing that because that's, that's an awesome thing. Like whatever it is that you do in life, but like to, to be able to have that, to be able to get up every day and just be full of energy. Cause you know what you're doing is making a significant impact for other people. And that's just awesome. Uh, And you talked even about like traveling to Thailand. Like what's something like that you pick up or that you notice when like in Thailand that is really all about it? Like what sets them apart as far as uh, health would go of the Thai people? That's a good question. It's, It's kind of a dichotomy. Actually, Thailand, if we want to talk about Thailand, the country as a whole is kind of uh, this weird paradox. But I mean, obviously, it's a great place. I love it there amazing i think the healthy the health factor there is just they're getting more sunshine eating more fresh fruit and and all these things and maybe not as go 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 as a western culture that perhaps they're more balanced in a sense but um on this on the flip side of that um the diet there primarily is consists consists of, of fried foods like fried rice stir fry d- different types of things which is great food. I mean, Thai food is probably my favorite cuisine, but eating the fried rice day in, day out, every meal, I think there's some health implications there that aren't quite realized yet on that side of the world. Have you, have you been able to, like, I'm not sure, I don't know much about Thailand. I'm not sure where you've been, but like, have you been able to get into maybe any of the indigenous parts of it? Like 
get to see like the outlying areas, not necessarily just in the cities. Like I'm it's, just curious to see what that would even be like in comparison. For sure. For sure. It was actually quite a surprise, Nick, because when I, when I went there, obviously I started off in the tourist areas. Right. Right. Down in Phuket, down in the, the South and the beach areas. Then I was in Bangkok for quite some time. Cause I like the energy of a big city and okay. not just being surrounded by, you know, you know, the, the beach lifestyle. I, I needed something a, a bit more, uh, that would help me kind of focus and be better with work and meetups and that sort of thing. But I did actually take a trip to the, through the Northeast. I took a bus right up through the Northeast all the way to Laos. And these were some smaller towns we were passing through. And I was, I was hoping to see a real kind of rural Thailand and you're passing through rural parts, but even the smaller cities, I was shocked at how Westernized they were. Really? You know, big shopping malls, movie theaters, car dealerships, all these things. It was quite an eye-opener. So I feel I didn't really get to see kind of the old world Southeast Asian lifestyle until I got into Laos. Okay. In Thailand, I, it was just, there's always kind of a Western Western influence everywhere I went, which was kind of a surprise. Even even in Kong Ken, uh, Udon Thani. Uh, Kolat, some of those cities you, you, you take on the way up into uh, going through the Northeast. But um, Chiang Mai was nice. That's more historical, but still it's he heavy tourism and there's still Westernization there as well. But once I got into Laos, I like kind of out in the rural areas, that was fascinating. What, what were some of the things like, was it just uh, their way of life? Because that's, I'm guessing that would be a much more relaxed way of life. Uh, even like what are the traditional foods that they prepare? Yeah, very relaxed, much slower pace. You know, obviously a real sense of community. Like I think you get in any small town, but um, yeah, just kind of a slow, simple life. It was, it was right. fascinating. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. So switching gears here even a little bit. Jeremy, sure. What... What advice would you give, like, what health advice specifically would you give to your 20-year-old self? 20-year-old self, <laughs> don't eat so much. When I was 20, like, it was all eat every two hours, force feed yourself, try and gain weight, you know, body <laughs> mindset, tons of protein. Like, I'd say just lay off. Lay, don't go so crazy there, Jeremy. Like, lay off of that a bit because looking back, I was – so tired all the time, eating such heavy protein so often, trying to gain weight. And in, in, in addition to that, it would be to embrace embrace your body type. I mean, I was trying to be I was trying to be a bodybuilder, right. and it's like, dude, you're an ectomorph. Like, just embrace that, and that's what I've done now, which is really just focus on being lean and cut, which is such a great feeling to be in the gym and like just having the low body fat and not try to put on so much like, size and be this <laughs> guy, which I don't think I could ever be, even if I did all those crazy things like take steroids and stuff, which I never did obviously. But yeah, that would be the lay off like the whole protein thing and eating force feeding yourself and just embrace your body type and just try and achieve health and, you know, low body fat. 20 year old male, uh, that's, into lifting in any sort, that's probably great advice to hear for themselves because yeah. I know same thing. Like I, just when being at college and stuff, like that's all it was about. Like how much food could you just down in the dining halls, like go just like crush weights all the time. And <laughs> there was no reason to do it. Cause you were also sleeping three, four hours at night. I mean, some nights just with all the studying and everything too. 
So yeah, I, I can definitely appreciate that. Definitely relate to something like that then too. <laughs> it's it's the young yeah, it's the young male mindset, like just big, yeah. strong, you know, just pure testosterone. But let me tell you this: being super cut, even though you're not massive, like I, I'm quite cut, but I'm I weigh maybe 160, one between 150, 160. But if you're still if you're wanting to turn heads and get respect from people, being cut is just as uh as powerful as you know being this huge power lifter it all depends on your body type just embrace your body type that's my message I, I like that embrace the body type because there's no reason to be something that we're not like then it's okay like are we putting a shadow of ourselves out there like just trying to cover up like who cares like you, for you you're not going to be 200 pounds like it's, yeah it, or for you to do so would probably be painful. Like you said, you're just going to have to do so much to do that. Like I tried, man. Worth it. I, I tried like eating 4,000 calories, force feeding myself, like not even hungry. It's the worst thing in the world. And I still only got to like 170 ish. Like it was, <laughs> it was I was torturing myself, man. But yeah, if, yeah, if you want to look big, just focus on getting cut first. Cause you'll look a lot. You'll look a lot more. Like if you want to look like Van Damme or someone, just get cut. So you know what I want? I like. Okay, so here's a good question then. Uh, just because you're speaking of Van Dam, this this made me think of this. So, if you were, if you were a superhero, who would you be, and what super pure superpower would you have if that were different than the same superhero? <laughs> if I was a superhero, who would I be, and what superpower would I want? Um, I think the super. I think being invisible is it would be cool. That's that would be awesome. Being able to be invisible. Yeah. Because like, you, you don't need to be powerful. You can just disappear, right? You don't have to. That's and a great way to put go, that. The places you could go, the things you could do. Yeah. It's the first thing that comes to mind. As far as a superhero, I mean, I just like Batman with all his toys and gadgets and stuff. I think that's super cool. I think at this point, like, more people have said Batman than any other. I, like, as who they would want to be. But more people have said flying. Like, nobody uh -huh. has said invisible. I like how you said that because... You can still get around. Like you can still go pretty much anywhere because nobody's going to know that you're traveling there. Like that would be awesome. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right. So, what is something that you believe? This could be health. This could be otherwise. That just other people think is insane. What do I believe that other people think is insane? Wow, yeah. What do you really go against the grain on? Wow. That's a tough one. Um, you might have to cut out this dead silence no, in the end. Don't worry. No, because that's what, sometimes I like just letting people think. Like, yeah, I, no, no. So yeah, you can think about this while I'm expanding on this because I've heard some silence on podcasts that I listened to before, and I actually can appreciate it sometimes because I, I don't like to interrupt somebody. Like, if they don't spit out an answer right away. It's like, well, no, they're actually really trying to think of that as an answer, not just like spit out something just to give an answer. So, you, I mean, you know what? Actually, something's coming to mind now. Yeah. It's kind of um, an old mentality that I had. And it's not like I go against the gray on everyone. I think the more entrepreneurs I hang out with, successful entrepreneurs, I feel like I align with them. But I think people in this day and age, the masses of people, uh, just aren't tough enough. And like, you know, they, they want to be successful. And I'm not talking about physical strength, but 
it's like this, everyone's looking for the easy way out or the quick buck or, you know, there was this whole lottery craze just recently yes. with the 1.5 billion, which that's awesome. It's exciting. You know, everyone's, there's the whole hype around it, but anyone can be successful. Like it's just, just sink your teeth into something and be ready to work and like sacrifice, not like learn how to say no to things. People saying, oh, let's go out this weekend. Yeah, yeah, okay, I've worked hard. Well, no, I got, I'm got. i on my mission. I'm on my purpose. I got to work. Do you know what I mean? I think the amount of sacrifice that people um, realize, don't realize is necessary, but at the same time to embrace that sacrifice, it doesn't have to be torturous. You know, find the right thing, find something that motivates you and you're passionate about, but then get to work. Now, what would be your definition of success then? Like for you, because this could have certainly be different for people. Okay. Well, okay. I'm, I'm, yeah, I guess I'm talking in the more conventional, like career success, monetary yeah. success, building a successful business. But I mean, not, yeah, not everyone wants to do that. I get it. I, I, I think success is, is two things. One, you know, operating at your, your peak potential, which means, you know, learning things, obviously keeping your health up, but you know, obviously meeting your own potential as a human being and really discovering what your true strength is and, and just mastering it. That is, that's, that's, that's my very cool. No, I like that master, like mastering your true strength. Uh, what? Cause, cause I want to add to that. Some people are like, yeah. well, I don't want to be successful. You know, I'm happy with my life. I'm happy doing what I'm doing. But you know, if, if you come home every night and you're watching TV and you're eating junk food, there's something, there's something, there's a gap you're trying to fill there. There's, my belief is there's, there's something missing. It's a cover up. There's an escape and there's something's going on. All human beings, like we're meant to be engaged with what we're doing and like put our, you know, throw our whole selves into it, you know, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, everything. And just make a difference. You know what I mean? Just find out who you are, master your strengths and just make a massive contribution. So what is, what is like your biggest true strength that you have like what are you working on just absolute mastery at um i like to speak so i'm really focusing on like my speaking skills um communication um right now with with leadership it's not something i've ever had to focus on because like i said most of my jobs are just behind a computer screen in you know at home like i'm not i'm not really leading people i'd have contractors that i'm just following up with but i'm really focused on building the leadership which you know, the book at the beginning that I mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm really devouring stuff like this and I'm really trying to build that up, but just wanting to motivate and inspire others. I, I, that's something I'm really trying to build. And how are you doing that? Like, so besides like some of the reading, like, are there any classes that you've taken or is there anybody that you work with on doing that or just even from other books that you're studying? Yeah. You know, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, you know, just education, whether it's audio, video, yeah. books. Um, Anybody that you like on YouTube that you really uh, kind of hit home with? For leadership stuff, Simon Sinek's uh, talks are awesome. Simon Sinek, last name S-I-N-E-K. Okay, I'll make he's sure to get some, that. He's in the got show some popular TED Talks and he's got some other YouTube videos just talking at other events and conferences, but really, really good speaker um, and how he approaches leadership um, and what makes a great leader has been fascinating to me. So excellent. Now, do you see yourself ever going like to really give a lot of lectures at conferences to, to speak on, uh, 
either health or uh, maybe even like the leadership role uh, for other maybe entrepreneurs or other health-minded people? Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely part of my my greater vision. I would love to do that. That sounds awesome. That excites. I, I love it because like for me, I, I love to teach people. So yeah, to, to be able to go and speak what you're passionate about, it, it really is just a, an invigorating experience. Yeah. Yeah. So Jeremy, if you have 15, 15 minutes of free time, what it is like, what can people find you doing or what would you If do? I have 15 minutes of free time? Yeah. yeah. What are you going to fill that with? What do you like to do? Just to clarify, my days are pretty strategically planned. Mm-hmm. So, like, I I will plan to look at it as free time. I mean, if if I'm in traffic or something, and the, during that free time, like, I'll try and be productive and maybe go through some emails or something. But <laughs> as far as as far as like how I plan my day, there's obviously the work aspect of it. And then like there's planning the social time and planning the reading time. A lot of that is strategically planned. So my reading time could be considered free time because it, it's not work time, I guess. But Absolutely. there's there's still an objective there. Like I'm I'm wanting to achieve something. So I hope that answers your question. No, it definitely does. It definitely does. And going off of that, like, what book have you gifted most often? We talk about reading a lot here so far. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a book that you've just absolutely resonated with that you either read over and over, or you've given to friends a lot, given to colleagues, anything like that? I'm I'm constantly recommending books to people, but the one the one that I've given to a lot of people is Eckhart Tolle's A New Earth or Power of Now, any one of those two. And I read those years ago. I haven't picked it up in a while. Sometimes I'll put the audio on, but that is always like it's so deep. I always hear something new every time I listen to it. Um, but I think that's a good foundational place to start with. And it's something I still work on, right? I, I, I mean, to be present, to be focused, to really, you know, acknowledge and be aware of your ego and all that sort of thing. That's something that I think is a lifelong practice. Yes, it's one of those, if you would ever stop, I mean. Are you familiar with those books, Nick? Eckhart Tolle. I know Eckhart Tolle. 10 years ago. And I have two books up on my bookshelf uh, of his to read, but I think I'm going to end up downloading one of them because sure. I still love audiobooks. Like, that's how I just... I'm so in line, well, like with well, learning I, Yeah, like when making food, like that's the other thing. Like try and um, – Ty Lopez is someone I like to listen to sometimes. Yeah. And one of the things he said is uh, – one of his quotes from – it's not his quote. It's from someone else. But it goes something like, good things come to those who hustle while they wait. <laughs> but what he means by that is like when you when, – like if you're making food in the kitchen, like have some audio on. Don't yeah. just be – or, you know, focus maybe on being present if that's what you're wanting to focus on. But don't just have your mind be wandering and, you know, staring at the wall or whatever. Have some audio on. Have some stuff in the background. You know, that's an opportunity. When you're driving, always have audiobooks on. Virtually always, unless you just want silence. But turn the radio off, man. You know, I'm with you 100% on that. This is, this is the, these are, when you're on the treadmill at the gym, like, have on audio. I can't emphasize that enough. You have to make use of those time periods because over a lifetime, that's going to put you worlds ahead of someone who's just got music on all the time or doesn't see the value in learning. Learn. Educate yourself always. So crucial. It's one of those like I, I that strikes home with me so much because it's one of those never stop learning. Like yeah. just always expand. Like there's always something that 
always something new that I want to learn about. Like I may not dive into every single one of the things because I don't have that. Like I don't have the time to learn everything I've ever wanted to learn, but they're always continuous. It's just an ever evolving thing. Like always, 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 I'm always doing things. The darkest periods, like in my last, the last decade, the times when like that were darkest for me was when I was totally closed off. I was jaded. I was, you know, I thought I knew everything was was uh skeptical of anyone like anyone's book like talking about a different thing like interesting yeah i was closed off but when you open up and learn like your whole world just opens up man that's awesome i i i i appreciate you saying that so like the that can be a very dark time in one's life if you're not trying to expand uh just yes. on yourself like it's it's investing in yourself and that's what health people don't think of that as health all the time like they'll relate like food, sleep, like exercise, but no, investing time in yourself, learning, like using your brain, using your mind to think like that's a crucial part of just a lifelong healthy journey. It's huge. It's, it's the question you have to ask yourself is what's the ROI on this? Uh, ROI is used with investing and, and finance finances, but you gotta, your time, your time. What is the ROI on this activity? Is for see for me as I alluded to at the beginning the ritual I have in the morning I didn't always have that ritual I would just get up check email just go right into my work and I'd be in overwhelm mode from from the moment I get up you know what I mean putting out fires and I'd be burnt out and exhausted at the end and feel like I I spun my wheels all day but when I learned that when I became more self aware and started doing the ritual of just going for a walk doing the ten minutes of meditation the return on that investment of time. See, my, my mindset before was, well, that's that's a waste of two hours. Like, I just got to get to work. I got to get stuff done. No, that two hours that I've given to myself makes me that much more effective. And it makes up for it later with how much more productive and effective and focused I am for the rest of the day. And it's same, like I said, with making your food and having the audio on. What is the ROI on your time? The return on investment. Always ask yourself that. That's a beautiful way to put it because finances are not the only ROI out there. And you've, you've alluded to a couple times, even like social activities. Like what, what is your, like, cause you said, you'll schedule time for social time. Like what does that look like for you? Or what is that ROI of just being social with, with friends, family, whatever it may be for you? Yes. And again, I used to have the fault of, Oh, like I don't have time to do this. I just got to work. But you know, social time they're realizing now, because in our cutoff world now where everything's electronic and text and everything, we're, the, the realization is going to come. If it's not already coming up, there's a book. I can't remember the name of it. But we're, we're going to have to start scheduling social time like we do exercise because it's that important for our, our well-being and our health. Loneliness, the, 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 the amount of like ailments they're discovering because of loneliness and being cut off, so social time, I've made it a point to yeah schedule it regularly, whether it's having a movie night with friends or a dinner night with friends once a week, going for breakfast, um, just different things, just making it a priority and not letting it slip because you're busy, because you're going to slowly de- decline if you're not getting that, that healthy social time. So what's the last movie you saw? Revenant, just Revenant. this week. Leonardo oh, DiCaprio. Man. I, that's definitely on my list right now. I've heard so many good things. Like it's already only been out like a week or two, the time we're talking right now, but the amount of people I've already talked to that have gone to see it, like 
That, Great movie. That looks fantastic. It, it's just mastery at all levels. Like Leo's my favorite actor. Mm -hmm. um, and just, it's not your Hollywood format type thing. It's the, the director, I can't pronounce his name, but you know, really, did he win the war with, with Birdman? I can't remember if he was nominated or I if don't he won. Fast, really good movie. Lots of it was filmed up in Canada, actually. But yeah. Anywhere was, around your parts? No, more out west, like okay. in Alberta and BC, like with the Rocky Mountains and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really well done. It's, it's really, really good movie making, man. Yeah, that's going to be one I'm going to have to check out for sure. So, Jeremy, what what is your vision for a healthy future? Like, you you have this health company and you said, like, you want to expand, like, just help get people healthy, like, with the supplements, but beyond that, like, what do you think health will look like in 10 years, in 100 years? I think it's all going to just start with awareness. Like, I think if you travel, you know, humanity in many ways is still in the dark ages. And I think with health and wellness, yes, in the West here, there's been this huge, this huge boom, this huge expansion in the last, you know, 15, 20, 30 years, however far you want to go back. Um, you know, just with organic foods and the factory farming and processed foods. But it, in my time in, in Asia, like I'm just kind of horrified with how much soda. And, and again, it's not a knock against people in Asia. Like there's still lots of poor health here in, in the West, U.S., Certainly. Canada. But, but I just think um, it's just an awareness. Some of these countries that are still kind of coming out into kind of a Western culture, they're just getting hammered with all this processed food. And just to have this education, people are going to be aware. I see like no processed food. People will be like, that's like smoking, you know, like wh why am I going to put that into my body? Um, that type of awareness. I saw a, a documentary called Fed Up. I'm have you seen it? Fed Up? I, I know I've heard it. That's the thing. Like there are so many of them out there now. It's like I... I, I haven't even seen half it's, of them, it, I feel like, yeah. It's a great documentary. Yeah. on it. The, the, the fundamental me message is sugar and how, how sugar is the cause of so many problems. Okay. And everything. But it, what it did is it showed like an old kids commercial from I don't know when, 70s, 80s, that actually had like cartoon characters smoking cigarettes. It was, it was, a, it was a commercial like, like targeted towards children about, about smoking cigarettes. You know what I mean? And people used to not know how unhealthy they were. Right. If you go back to the 60s, 70s, whatever. Now people know. Everyone knows. You know, yeah. the, Whether you smoke food, or not, like you still know it's not going to be the best, best health option to make. Yeah. With processed food now, you know, you still see all the kids' commercials for candy and this and that. But we're, there's going to be a realization. People realize like, no, like that's – it's not healthy like across the board. Like it will be like smoking, eating sugar, eating candy. Look – I like sweet foods once in a while. I'm not saying you eat food, you, you, you never to eat that stuff, but right. the awareness out there is not nearly where it needs to be as far as I'm concerned about the, the problems it really causes. So two things off of that. What would be your biggest vice and what can we do to bring about that awareness? What would be my biggest what? Your Sorry. vice. Like if, if it's a food vice, if it's just anything else, <laughs> like, do you have a vice that you have there? Like, like as far as my guilty pleasure for yeah, food? Yeah, exactly. It could be food or otherwise. Oh, okay, sure. No, I mean, I like, I like chocolate. You know, yeah. I, I like good food. I like chocolate. You know, I like, I like cereal, different things. Um, 
but I just I just don't have it very often. I recognize that it's right, a you're not once... having the cereal every day for breakfast. You're not no. having three chocolate bars every single day. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, I'm not drinking a, a Coke with every meal. Like I, soda, I don't touch soda. Like virtually never. Um, so those would be my vices. Like I, I like you know chocolate brownies, vanilla ice cream. I like all that stuff, yeah. but just on a very very occasional basis. And what was the follow up on and that then, question? So awareness, like. How do we help to bring about that awareness to a, either a younger generation or uh, you said like it's spreading here in the West, but what's something that we could do to even help spread that awareness globally about like the processed foods, about just being healthy overall? That's one of the missions of Intranaturals is to spread that message, whether it's just through blog posts, articles, we're, we're going to we're going to eventually be doing videos and just getting content out there. Um, but I think it's accelerating. Like, I don't want to, I'm, I'm kind of sounding maybe all doom and gloom, but it's no, accelerating. No, because I, I, doom and gloom is to, to, to paint it in the light that it's in right now. It's really not in a very good state. Like yes. the amount that's out there. So I don't think that's being over exaggerated or anything by you. Like I'm, I'm not taking it that way. At least like, good. I definitely understand what you mean where it's no, there are still a lot of changes that need to be made for sure. I, yeah, and I want to be clear to your audience. Like, I, it, if you look at the state it's in, it's just the knowledge I have of how much better it could be if people just knew, like, what eating that food every day is actually how it's affecting their state and their health. But I think I think it's accelerating with the internet. All right, with you know the global mind, the global consciousness coming together with the internet, it's it's accelerating this knowledge. It all starts with education, though. That's like uh, everything I'm saying to you, I was, I was taught, right? Whether through my own trial and error and experience or through, through authors or books or videos, whatever, it all starts with education and, and obviously starting with, with, with kids is the best place because they're the future, right? They're the next wave of uh, the population. So just, you know, to the audience out there, just making healthy choices yourself, being, being a good example, right? I think that you just hit the nail on the head there. If you can do it for yourself, if you can show others, uh, they're going to pick it up. Like just being around that, like they're going to see it. If anybody that hangs out with you, I'm sure maybe they don't eat what you do. Maybe they don't exercise like you do. Maybe they don't sleep like you do, so on and so forth. But they're going to see that in you. They're going to hear that and feel that coming from you. So some of that's going to rub off on them. They're going to recognize wow, I want to have that type of energy. I want to feel like that all the time. Like maybe, maybe some of the stuff that Jamie's talking about, like really will work for me then too. And you have to have the compelling why too, I think. And I like to associate this with exercise as well. People out there who don't exercise, if they knew what they were missing, if they knew what they were missing as far as their state of mind, their sense of well-being, um, just how effective they are as a human being. If they knew what they were missing, they would start exercising. It's as simple as that. Like when I when I skip a couple workouts, my life feels like it's falling apart, man. You know, I got to get my ass to the gym ASAP because I don't feel like I'm functioning properly. If people had that compelling enough of a reason, if they could really tap into that themselves internally, and that's the same with food, with diet. If my diet slips, which it rarely does, but if for some reason it slips a bit, I'd start to feel like crap. And I'm like, I gotta, I gotta fix this, like starting now. I think it's just a, a compelling why and a realization of how the the real benefits of healthy choices. 
what they are and, and how it affects your life. So what is, what is maybe like the most recent uh, healthy change that you've made or healthy choice that you've made? Like, is there anything that you've shifted in your health recently? I would say something I'm not happy, something I'm not proud of personally, but uh, that has been a bit of a bad habit for me is, you know, pushing my schedule forward, working like really late into the night. Like I, I'd always consider myself a, a night owl per se, but I don't, I don't really believe that concept exists. It's kind of all in the mind, but I used to just always stay up late and then sleep in later than I'd want to. But I've really gotten strict on going to bed at a certain time and getting up at a certain time in the morning. Because again, I've realized through myself trial and error, how much more effective I am when I get up early and get my ritual and my routine in and get started on the day. And I know the difference and how I feel and I'm functioning when I sleep in. So I would say like kind of in the last couple, last month or so, I've really, you know, been hard on myself and gotten strict with going to bed at a certain time and getting up at a certain hour and how that's affected my life. Just basically the body clock matching it to daylight hours. It's as simple as that, right? Now, do you feel that everybody, and you didn't mention eight hours, but I mean, that's always the common thing. Like, do you feel that everybody needs eight hours? Like, is that something that you do for yourself? Or can that be decreased or increased depending on the rest of your life, basically, with what you have going on? That That is a great question. I'm, I mean, I'm not in a – I would just say everyone's different. Like, I, I don't think there's a one-size-fits-all for everyone. And that goes for exercise. That goes for health. That goes for diet. There's no one-size-fits-all. Everyone's different. Everyone's unique. And it's the same with sleep. Some people can f- apparently function off four or five hours. I'm, I'm envious of that. I wish I could do that, but uh, it, it all depends on yourself and how you feel uh, most uh, most effective. Now, I used to, I mean, when I say used to, like maybe a year or two ago, be envious of something like that. And then I realized it's like, you know what? Like, I still enjoy sleep. I love sleeping too. <laughs> like, not yeah. that I'm going to go out and try and sleep 10 hours every single night, but you just feel great. Like... I don't want to sacrifice that. Like, Absolutely. And I don't want to imply that either. I'm, I, I just think it's cool that someone can function off four and five hours sleep and be, be at their optimum. I, I personally, I need about eight hours. Yeah. It, anywhere from seven to nine hours. It, right. it falls generally. No. And what, what I found is the people that do sleep four to five hours in, in my experience, they actually, can't and they just break down at some point or the other one is their mind is so powerful like it's incredible to see like no they are completely laser focused like they are in this like constant state of meditation with what they do so that's actually like they're not burning up energy they're actually like being fueled by this so they can actually do that where other people you look at your like if you look at everything that you do on a daily basis, there are going to be things that drain you. Yes. And, and it's true for most of us. Some people can just fuel off of that. And it might be their meditation practice. Like They might do a lot more of that than most people realize, I feel like. They're in that very mindful state with a lot of things. And that's how they can really energize themselves in order to be able to function on less sleep than... Otherwise, most people would. Do you do you attribute it to that? Like someone who can function on less sleep, do you attribute it to it, they're in general, they're just more mindful? 
and as far as their mental focus and capacity. That is really what I found. And I noticed that like I, I practice Tai Chi every day. And if, okay. if I do my Tai Chi and if I'm like, holy cow, like that was an amazing session. Like I lost time. Maybe I did it for 45 minutes like before I went to bed. Like I will fall asleep in a heartbeat and mm. I might wake up at 4 a.m. just like, oh my God, like I am – like that was the best night's sleep ever. Like I feel ready to really? go. Yeah. It, I can't, I, I haven't been able to always achieve that state though. Like it's something that I'm working towards, of course. And I notice if, if I can really do that, uh, very, very mindful, be, be very aware, be very present and cultivate the energy off of that, that it can really carry me, really fuel me. And that's why, like, even you talked about like having a meditative practice, like that is, I feel so undervalued in, in today's society. You know what? That's what was I talking about before social time. Yeah. I heard someone else say that meditation and what they're realizing with the science behind meditation, it's in, in the future will be treated with as much crucialness as exercise. Like it's that it's that important and crucial for our health and well being, and to not do it, the, the problems that can happen like meditation will be just, it, we'll have to schedule it like exercise. People will have that awareness of its importance is what I'm saying. Yeah. But we're not even close to that yet. I mean, a year ago today, I wasn't, wasn't meditating. I, I've obviously been aware of the practice. I've tried it, but I, I think I fell into the camp that lots of people do. Well, it's a waste of time. How much is it really benefiting me? But the science backs it up. Like, it's not just woo-woo stuff anymore. Like science backs this up. So, so what does your meditative practice look like? Just 10 minutes focusing on the breath. Sometimes a bit longer. I mean, maybe there's more benefits to doing it longer. I haven't, I haven't experimented with that. But 10 minutes for me to just give myself that 10 minutes. And speaking to the length of it though too, like I've heard people talk like it's not about did I meditate for – 10 minutes and I meditate for 10 hours. What did you get out of it? Like if you found like one minute of just this absolute unconscious, like just eye opening experience, well that one minute could be worth more than just doing it for an hour. So and it's, I, what it's, are you it's, getting it's, out of it? And, and everything in life, it's consistency. Are you doing it every day? Yeah. Like are you committing, are, are you having this epiphany and all of a sudden committing to, completely changing your diet, going to the gym every day, meditating every day for an hour. Well, that's not going to last that long. Even if you did it for, you know, one time a week, if you had one day a week where you did all that, 10 minutes of meditation every day, 20 minutes of exercise every day, just trying to get more greens for one to give yourself one objective every day is much more powerful. It's consistency day in and day out. What are you sticking to? I want to ask you about. I want to ask you though, Nick, yeah. a question about what you were saying about the Tai Chi yeah. and how it affected your sleep. Have you just noticed that with the Tai Chi, or are there other things you've had uh, that you felt have affected your sleep in that way you described, where you didn't need as much and you just felt like you had a great sleep and got up within a few hours or whatever? I mean, I know if if I am uh, okay. Actually, perfect example. Last night, uh, my wife and I we went with uh, like place I work at, like we had, we had a night out at a hockey game and we got home, I think it was around 945, which is, I'm already usually asleep by that point. But there was, I mean, it's a hockey rink. Like 
there's bright lights everywhere. Like you still have to drive home, like looking into the traffic and stuff like that. And I went out and when we got home, like I said, around 9.15, right around 10 o'clock, I went out and I did 20 minutes of Tai Chi. Now, I was able to wind down pretty well, but I could tell like I was not able to get into that deep state of sleep uh, as efficiently. Uh, and that's that's something that, yeah, I could definitely tell you today. Like I slept in until about six o'clock today then, which is sleeping in for me. Like it, it really is like I'm, I'm on a much earlier schedule, but I'll notice if, if I can get out there and between about 8.30 and 9.30, uh, get about a half hour of Tai Chi in there right before I'm going to bed, I can completely shut my brain down the second I hit the pillow. Um, I like, I will kind of roll over, get onto my stomach. I will kind of go through my visualization, my like my thoughts that I always set before I would go to bed, my intentions and I'm out like light. Uh, and I can notice if I, I don't miss the Tai Chi. So like, I, I mean that from the standpoint, like I don't miss a day. Like it's always done. That's Uh, your thing. That's your, that's my thing. But I will notice on, uh, just how focused I am with it. Like some days I'm just. I'm thinking about work. I'm thinking about like what I have to do tomorrow. Like uh, my head's all over the place when I'm doing it. And I can tell I don't get that kind of that buzz from that session. Uh, but if I do so, and it's not an energy that will like keep me awake. Uh, it can, if that's what I'm using it for, but that's not my intention with it. It's to just, just reharness everything from the day, calm my body down, like let it start that restorative process and then I can just go and I can zonk out. And it, it, it's an amazing thing for me, yeah. You, you brought up a good point though, Nick, and that is if people haven't meditated before or done Tai Chi before, you're going to be a mess. You're, you're, your mind will be going all over the place and you might say, well, this is what's the point of this? I'm not feeling real. No, it's the consistency and you're just starting out. Just like going to the gym to lift weights if you've never done it before, you're not going to be able to lift much. Your form might be off. You stick with it. I still have meditations where I'm all over the place, but it's you okay. Stick with it. It's your anchor. It's okay. Yes, stick with it, and then one day you're going to be focusing on the breath, and you're going to be like, "Whoa!" Like that was a deep meditation. Exactly. You have to go. <laughs> you have to go all through those bad ones to get to that point. So stick with it. You know, meditations maybe not your thing. Tai Chi maybe is whatever it is, but that's it's. I'm interested in the Tai Chi you're doing. I haven't never really. Uh, spoken with someone who's who's doing it regularly and, and yeah, speaks yeah. of the benefits that, that you say. So that's cool. So Jeremy, coming to a close here, like a couple of questions that I, I finished the show off with uh, everybody. And one of those is who would you want to hear on this podcast? Who would I want to hear yeah. on your podcast? Absolutely. Um, this could be somebody that you know that you're just like, I, I want to hear what they say to some of these things. Or this could be somebody like, you don't really know personally, but you just totally into their work and you want to hear them expand on a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to hear what, um, I'm trying to think cause this, this podcast, it was, there was no real like direct theme. It was all over the place, which was good. I like it. We went into meditation, a bit of business, a bit of routine. Um, I'd like to hear what Richard Branson would have to say to all your questions, man. <laughs> I've gotten, I'm getting some tough ones I got to get on here. Now, okay, but here's a question for you then. So what would you want to ask Richard Branson or what would you want to hear him talk about? I'd want to hear him talk. And he's someone I follow quite closely, by the way. Um, 
but I'd love, uh, yeah, I'd love to hear, uh, you know, him break down his routine, um, him to go a bit deep in like kind of his leadership style and, um, just like, yeah, his, his tips on health and how, how he maintains that youthfulness at his age. So what do you think he would say to that? Like the youthfulness one, maybe. How do you think he maintains that? What, what well, do you I know he's big. Are? I know he's big on like leisure time and social time and all that stuff. I know that fuels him. Um, but as far as health, like specific to health, I don't really know the specifics of yeah. his routine there. I'm going to have so, to find out, I guess, at some point. Then. Yeah, that's your job now, right. Nick. That's your objective. I like it. I like it. That's somebody I would definitely, like, I've read a couple of his biographies. I think he's absolutely uh, amazing character. I, I yeah. love uh, learning about him. Yeah. So other question that I finished with everybody is, Jeremy, what is the one non-negotiable health habit you have that you never compromise on? But before you answer that, everybody's going to have to go check out the show notes over at Bare Naked Health Podcast, where they're going to find all the links that we've talked about, all of your stuff. But importantly, where can our listeners just find more about you? The best place to find out more about me personally, unfortunately, like I actually, my website, jeremyshirk.com, it's not launched yet. It's just something I've, I've set as kind of a 2016 thing just to get up a blog and yeah. just to start doing some posts there. That, You're going to have to get that over to me. When, when that's up, I'm going to have to make sure to get that up for everybody because that, if, if that's coming later in the year, I'll make sure to send that out so people can check that okay. out too. Yeah, I'd love to say go there now, but it's it's not even up. I mean, my company, obviously, intranaturals.com, I-N-T-R-A, naturals.com. Um, yeah, those are the really Perfect. the two best places, I I'll, guess. I'll make sure have links to that and links to jeremyshirk.com when it when it goes live. Awesome. So everybody's going to awesome. have to wait on that, look forward to it. <laughs> but again, Jeremy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was a blast. We went on a lot of different topics, and I think – my takeaway from this is I'm gonna have to go uh, go check out a little bit more about Martin Luther King. He's he's the uh, one that still is uh, speaking to me there, so I'm gonna have to check nice. something out there. Nice. Thanks for having me, Nick. This was nice. a lot of fun. You got it. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to go check on your brain health by going over to BareNakedHealthPodcast.com and taking the free brain quiz. By doing so, you can get a free copy of my book, The Four Morning Secrets to Perfect Brain Health, shipped to your door. Also, please head over to iTunes to give the Bare Naked Health Podcast a positive comment and a five-star rating. This really goes a long way in getting the word out and helping to share the podcast with others.